Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Season 6 of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Klim, alongside the no, no longer intern Samir Singh and the other member of the Knucklehead crew, J.D. Davis. We will have an intern, of course, joining us mid-season as well. We are going to have some great guests on the way as well. We actually have one today, a little surprise visit cameo from an old friend of ours. Talking about his recent experience at training camp today, he stopped by to check out a live practice. He has some thoughts. But breaking news. We're not even going to do introductions, what to expect this year, football talk. Michael Thomas has demanded a trade today via Ian Rappaport as of 20 minutes ago. Us recording at 7.12 on Tuesday night. I am in shock. I knew this situation was bad, but excuse my my rough voice. I was dealing with a little bit of a head cold last week. Dude, I guys, I am in like I'm still like not processing this correctly. How could the Saints in a matter of 8 months fall off the earth so hard? Yeah, a pretty well-run organization. I know. You are staring now at a season without Michael Thomas. With Alvin Kamara, without a functional quarterback, an aging defense, an aging offense, dude, Art, like this just makes the Falcons and Panthers' schedule so much easier. We all know Tampa's going to win this damn division with four, a go like fourteen and three, uh, thirteen and four. That's a given. But the rest of that division is wide open. The teams who are now playing the Saints, like, oh my God, their best offense, their second best offensive weapon who makes their off best offensive weapon better when he's on the field is now demanding to be traded. And all the things I heard today, I heard there was a rumor going out about how the, uh, Mike Thomas liked to tweet that basically the saints wanted him to get cert, wanted to hold off on the surgery to get to for Drew Brees' last run when they didn't make it, when they lost in the first round, hardy, hardy, hard. Um, or second round, their first playoff. Second round, second, second round. Yeah, 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 they had the bye. Yeah, they had a bye. No, they played the they played that ugly ass game against um, Mitch Trubisky. Oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. That Nickelodeon up. game. Yeah, which all by the way was the most entertaining crap football game I've ever watched in my life. Shout out to Nickelodeon for taking a shit game and making it entertaining. Um, but what's crazy to me is that apparently after this, they were like, hey, Mike, go get the surgery. Mike's like, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm going to get it in June. 
Fast forward to August today in the last couple days, we're looking at Mike Thomas not being into October. So now whoever trades him or gets him is not getting until October. And the Saints now, I don't blame them if they have a vendetta. They could send him to some team who may not be good in October. And I don't know how the NFL trade rules work exactly with injuries and guys who will not practice yet. I don't think it's like Madden where you can't trade an injured guy because I've seen injured guys get traded before. But it's definitely um, something that we need really to look at because this is crazy. I don't think I've seen a team fall off so fast. And like JD said, I'm going to introduce the guys in a second. But holy shit. Did I've never seen like this came out of the blue. I mean, I'm, I knew they were unhappy, but they just fucking paid the guy. And this isn't like where Julio was just pissed off and showed up and played. Mike Thomas played a grand total of like, I think, like, what, 130 snaps last year, Max? Maybe less? Four like, games, I think. Yeah, he games. was, he so was maybe, injured think, and suspended, so. Yeah, so what the fuck? All right, so, of course, joining us joining us also are of Samir and JD. Knucklehead Brigade, what the fuck happens? Like, what are we thinking? Like, is New Orleans dead, dead on arrival now? Are they done? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, well, it's tough to gauge with that defense. They have a good defense. Like, we can't forget how good Anderson apparently, too. Yeah, I mean, that is something that can hold them in a game. I still think they can be a fringe wildcard team if they figure out the quarterback situation. They don't have any pass catchers. If you ride Alvin Kamara, you can ride (laughs) Alvin Kamara to be a, a somewhat decent offense. I'm just saying Adam Troutman season. Let's go, baby. I love Adam Troutman. But, like, outside of that, like... Yeah, every single every single one of their wide receivers is is hurt. Uh, what's his face? Um, Traycon Smith, I think, is a DUI. I think he's gonna get suspended. Like they're just every single one of their pass catchers is gone. So who's left? I don't know. And now they got to trade Michael Thomas, who, by the way, I, I've been saying this is one of the biggest. I just cannot get behind this guy. He's the worst. He he he's a great player and but is he? <laughs> it's hard to tell. When he had that insane year, was it Drew Brees being incredible and them having an insane offense, or is it him truly being that talented? I don't really know. Well, JD, what do you think? Uh, well, my initial thought is poor Jameis Winston. He has no chance. Oh to yeah. Succeed. yeah, he has z- he has zero chance to su- succeed. I mean, yeah, you got Alvin Kamara, but that's pretty much it over there. Um, yeah, I'm just shocked that. Uh, not shocked, I guess, because they've kind of ripped it. Uh, I believe the team suspended him last year, and he had like tweets and similar stuff last year about, you know, I, I think that relationship was coming to an end at some point. He was getting in fights and practice, too. Right. I, I think we're all a little shocked that it's right now and this close to the season. And like Jared said, they just paid him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm shocked. I obviously, I'm an Ohio state guy, so I do like Mike Thomas, but he's had some diva moments for sure. Um, but you said, send him to a crappy team. He's going to go reunite with urban. That's what I see. Oh, that's that's interesting. Wow. They, they, I don't, I could see them going after him. I mean, the problem, this would, I think Jacksonville has like, I mean, clarify if I'm wrong, if you want, you guys want to check this right now, but I think they got at least 20 million in cash space this year. I, I also like their wide receiver room already right now. I don't know if they're desperate it's for not wide receiver. It's great. It's good. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, Shark and Shark. You've got a similar Mike Thomas build guy in Lavisca Sherald Jr. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, and then Marvin Jones. They got Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, Marvin Jones Jr. Literally the best voice in all of football. Um, that dude did. That dude smashed an American Idol audition. I should tell you. Oh yeah, that was incredible. (laughs) My love, my favorite response, Katy Perry. Why, why aren't you, why aren't you singing now? And Luke Bryan looks over, cause he ran a four damn four. <laughs> Team cap space this year for Jacksonville is thirty million. Yeah, thirty million. Yeah, they definitely that. take on. And also, you drop C.J. Henderson's contract. That's another seven. A lot of rookies. They they drafted yeah. a lot of people, so they Dude, have a lot of rookie uh, contracts. I have just cracked the code there. Seriously. Yeah, I, I could see that. But but now let's ask what is the trade market for Michael Thomas? Because it, a guy who's clearly become them. I think listen, sir, he may have just cracked this. Is he gonna to have the surgery? He you had know, it. Surgery, weird thing. Jacksonville's not making the playoffs this year. If they do, it's gonna be a mid to late season run. It's gonna be ugly the first four days the four, four, first four weeks. Yeah. And I think Jacksonville's gonna surprise a lot of teams. I think Jacksonville low key is gonna win like eight, nine games. Because that offense is really good. I guarantee they're going to get some draft picks for uh, Gardner Minshew. Because yeah. I don't, I yeah. think they're going to deal him by the end of the training camp. But you're going to have a 9-10 win, 8-9-10 win team sniffing around the back end of the wild card. I would take them over a Miami or um, I don't know. Indy, I don't know. Indy if Wentz is out the full time. I if, think Miami is going to be better. I'm saying, bear with me here. If they get Michael Thomas. Right. Get him in October. Trevor Lawrence is always cracked up to be. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is actually QB Jesus. Like, Andrew I think Luck the difference is in the defenses, though. I think the Jaguars sold listen, all their defensive piece. Apparently, Urban likes that defense. I I don't know why. I mean, they're trading their best. <laughs> they're, number, they're to number eight corner left overall pick corner from last year. But hell, they must love their their defense. So I don't know. They do apparently Ray Sean Jenkins out of uh, the U, my boy is um, apparently killing it in camp. They love him down there. I, it's I don't know maybe they just see something in that defense. They're like okay, C.J. Henderson is being a prick. He's not worth the pick. Those Florida corners are annoying as hell anyway. But I I don't know. I swear I think the Jacksonville Mike Thomas trade will work. J.D. might just crack this. It makes too much sense not to work. Right. All right, Captain Mustachio, Samir, what do you think? Um, I mean, this is actually – I'm looking at their defensive uh, – uh, their depth chart right now. They do have really good linebackers. I will say that. That's something that you can't take away from. Josh Allen, Sh- uh, Joe Schobert Sh- – Schubert? How do you say Schobert. that? Schobert. Schobert, yeah. And Miles Jack, those are really good linebackers. What and about – They, um, they shot Shaquille Griffin, too, who's, outside, like, not bad. Outside that corner, what are they – what does it look like for them right now? Besides C.J. Henderson. Uh, C.J. Henderson, Rayshon Jenkins, uh, Gerard Wilson, Shaquille Griffin, who they just signed. Okay, so Griffin, I think, definitely changed up the whole outlook. Because yeah, he, he's solid. He's very really solid. Fox. Jenkins is a very good coverage safety. He was part of that one-two punch with uh, uh, Derwin James over in uh, Los Angeles. So, I mean... Maybe Urban Meyer sees Rayshon Jenkins is not worth the headache. And, I mean, not Ray, uh CJ Henderson, and he sees uh, maybe there's young, maybe they got a young corner who's just killing it. I mean, the, yeah. like even if they're decent, Jacksonville, like 
nobody's expecting anything out of them. Like they're almost playing with house money. So if they go out and get a Mike Thomas, if if they backed into the playoffs this year, it would be insane. Well, for the wins, I think it's like five and a half, six. So like I would take the over on that if I was going to go do a parlay. Like a full yeah, the divi- especially with the division right now. Yeah, I'd say seven. Them, you don't I'd know say seven wins. He's playing for. We might not see Car. I mean, Jacob Eason looked. Jacob Eason during camp. We'll talk about this in a little bit because I saw. I saw. I watched a lot of camp tape this week. We'll talk about. We'll do around the league a little bit. But um, <clears throat> I um, like the Colts may not be that good. They're they might start off the season like two and six. They have a hard first day of games. If Carson's yeah, out, their schedule's brutal. Like, and the thing is, like, even if they, he's back and he's only 90%, I don't, like, to me, I think I jumped the gun saying Carson might be an MVP dark horse because I didn't look at their schedule. My MVP, like, somebody asked me today, I had a guy who listened to our show. He's an airline pilot for Delta. He walks up and he goes, hey, so uh, I heard th- you were saying the show started tonight, right? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, what uh, teams you like? I'm like, I love the Los Angeles Chargers. He goes, why? I'm like, second year Justin Herbert with – a, a lot of weapons around him, a re, a defense that's healthy. Like it's it, it's a scary team. Fingers and, crossed, healthy. Fingers Derwin crossed, James healthy. God, I, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm praying for a Florida State player's health. Darwin James, please stay healthy. Problem with the Chargers is like we were just talking about. Their schedule's brutal too. Oh, I know their schedule's awful too. But they're one of those teams who can win a shootout against a good defense. Because Herbert, and, Herbert has that, like, Brett Favre, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford kind of just sling it downfield and see what happens kind of mentality, which which for him is great. Herbert is the opposite of Tua Tungavailoa. Yeah. Where Herbert says, oh, he's open. He might be, he might get, he might run this open. Awesome. Yucks it. Touchdown. Tua, oh, he might pick, he might get picked off. Let me throw a check down. And listen, Kevin's not on the show anymore. He listens, so I'm not going to bash Tua too much. I think Tua is going to be an Alex Smith caliber player. He probably will lead him to a playoff game or two. He might even get to a Super Bowl. It's a good roster. It's a great roster. I really think Miami's good. Like, I like Miami's team. I don't love Tua. Tua is a much more talented quarterback than Alex Smith. Let me preface this. But I don't trust Tua's trigger. I like a quarterback who has no fucking fear. And it's not Tua's fault. It's not. It's the fact that the poor bastard got the shit kicked out of him for two years in at Alabama and then goes to the NFL last year and has to deal with a like a muck bucket of I mean, listen, I love Devontae Parker. I think he's a great jump ball guy. I think he's a great downfield receiver. Apparently Jalen Waddle and him are getting along great. We'll talk about him a little bit, but I I'm really about Justin Herbert being the best quarterback like career wise out of that draft class. I'm not sold on Joe Burrow. I think this is the best way we'll kick off right now. We're going around the league. Yeah. Let's talk Bengals. First thing we'll go Bengals first. So the first thing I heard from multiple sources is that, is that number five overall pick Jamar chase is not separating from corners. And I hate saying I told you so, but the fact is the Bengals corners are garbage and this dude's not getting separation and Burrow's having to drop dimes in to hit these throws. He did hit one. I got a video sent to me by a buddy of mine who lives out in Cincinnati. And it was a great throw. 
because he went to the open practice. But the problem was is that it was a one-on-one drill. And I texted him back. I'm like, you realize if this is a game situation, Burrow's got a dude in his face because your offensive line is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It's it's worse than like 2008 Philadelphia Eagles when Michael Vick got – no, 2010 Philadelphia Eagles when Vick got sacked like 12th night, whatever it was, the year that he almost broke the sack record. Kyler Murray rookie year kind of shit. Mm -hmm. So – what bugs me is that everyone's like hyping up some of these draft picks, but they're not watching the tape. You can't judge a game until you actually see, like, I don't care how much preseason stuff you watch. I look for little tendencies. And what, what's scaring me is that Jamar Chase is not Justin Jefferson last year in camp was slicing by corners, flying by him. And I should have picked that up, but I was being stubborn. I stuck to my guns. I said, Hey, this dude's gonna be a bust. I was wrong. I will eat that shit. I don't think he's going to have the same amount of success this year because I think his teams have now seen the tape. I think Justin Jefferson is going to have a Pro Bowl-level career. Might even make – like, he might be one of those, like, fringe guys who might get a shot at the hall because he's that talented. His boy Jamar, who I think was a little overhyped because everyone was watching filming him two years ago. Shout out to Mr. Kevin Le- Kevin for that shit from uh, Tilly on the Quad. He hit it on the nose. I think Jamar's rusty. And he's struggling. Yeah. You might be That's good by the end of the season, but for right now, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm worried because I just dropped a number five pick with a generational talent left tackle available for a guy who's not going to get open. You know, I will say, I I honestly, personally, I do think Jamar Chase is slightly overrated as well. I didn't have him as, I don't think I had him as a number receiver. I had Smith. I had, I had Waddle first. I had Smith. And I like Bateman, who we'll touch on that later, but I will defend Chase in that, yeah, he is rusty. And he's a – he like, you, you you can give him just a little – cut him some slack and be like, he did take the year off, and he is now getting – like, the reports were saying that he's getting used to a new offense, getting used to being – the guy jumped from playing two years ago. He didn't play a year, and now he's going to the NFL. So there is going to be growing pains. There's no way for there to not be, right? So although I think, like, it's a concerning report, sure, but – like, I would give him a little bit of time, right? I mean, I'm not saying I'm not giving him time. The only thing is, this receiver class, I think, is going to be better than last year's. I'm not kidding. Interesting. I don't know. Here's the thing. Like the, only receiver, the only receivers I truly loved last year were Jay Jeff. I think that Rieger's going to bounce back, obviously. Um, Ruggs, I'm hearing he put on a little bit of weight, like muscle, but like yeah. by his separation out of that speed. Jerry Judy... Made some sick catches, but I think he like they overhyped him a little bit. He was underwhelming, I thought. I very underwhelming. I agree. He dropped a lot of balls. He did drop so, a lot. Of I balls. mean, and yeah, you have a couple other like the best receiver out of the class last year for Philadelphia apparently was our six round guy, Quez Watkins, who is apparently torching Stephen Nelson at camp. <laughs> we'll go into Philadelphia Eagles right quick. Um, well, can I say one thing about the Bengals before we move on? We're going to the Eagles. Talk about uh Bengals. Um, I obviously I see because I have a lot of like friends and stuff. I see a lot of Bengals stuff on Twitter. I, I will say to your point about him being rusty, mm-hmm. uh, him and Joe Burrow reportedly had their best day of camp today. Uh, and they both look pretty darn good. This was like an hour or so ago. I saw this, uh, on Twitter. Um, so I think to your rust, that might be a, a real point, but, um, I think he can knock it off. I, I still be, like believe in Jamar Chase. Maybe I'm not, I, I, I'm not like saying I'm a Jamar Chase guy per se, but I still think 
give him some time. Uh, Joe Burrow coming off a knee injury. Everyone's ready to say after two days of camp that he's no good after like we all saw him last season. So, um, but they didn't really improve that offensive line enough. So I still think the Bengals no. are are, are going to be in trouble. And a lot, of, I like, also, I don't think they're going to be good. And I, I don't want them to be good. I'm a Browns fan, but I will de- defend the Bengals a little bit. It's like it's camp. They're young. We'll see. So they reportedly had their best day of camp together today. And I saw a couple highlights of Jamar Chase uh, catching some one-on-ones. Like you said, it's just one-on-ones. But you know, I will say what though, also like our expectations for Jamar Chase, I think should be lowered, especially on the Bengals. I mean, JD said the offensive line's bad, but also we have to think about like no one's everyone's discounting Tyler Board. If you had to bet, like I would bet. If I had to bet which one of the three receivers on the Bengals get the most targets and the most receptions, I would say Tyler Boyd. He's set there in the slot, and he's good, and Joe Burrow likes him. T. And Higgins. T. Higgins well, is there, too, and T. Higgins is good. When, you're, when you got three guys in your face, a slot receiver, a right, guy exactly. downfield. Yeah, right. so I agree with the Boyd thing. I think that the Bengals have a great receiving core, but good God. Hey, Cincinnati, we have a left tackle in Philadelphia who can't stay healthy, but maybe it's just because he's allergic to the air in Philadelphia. You take him. Because he's not going to start for us. We actually found our guy in the seventh round of the 2018 draft. We'll give you Dillard. Give us a fifth round pick back, and we're straight. Yes, but I'm just saying I don't think we should expect a, a Justin Jefferson season from Chase at all. Oh no, no, no! I think Jefferson went to a worse situation. The problem yeah. is their teammates. So you're going to get that expectation. Yeah. I. Th- the crazy thing is, I love how quiet. Well, I think we'll make the transition to Philadelphia and New York, and we'll do all uh, the East teams quick. Um. I love how quiet the Eagles offseason has been for headlines. Oh, my yeah. God. Zach Ertz's hair is blonde. Oh, my God. Is it bad that jo- that Jalen Hurts has not been named the starter? Oh, Devontae Smith's out two weeks with a knee sprain. Good. He doesn't have to play in the preseason game. He doesn't have to worry about him getting fucking actually hurt. And the, I, Listen, I've had two knee sprains in my life. And I'm not an I, I, I There were during while I was actually playing ball. And Q Kevin's banner about me talking about my high school days. All I'll say is knee sprains suck, but they recover easily if you have the right kind of treatment and physical therapy. I'm not worried about that shit. So I love how quiet the Eagles offseason has been. So as an Eagles fan, I'm like enjoying this. One, our left tackle of last year, Jordan Mailata, has been just slamming people to the ground in practice. I think I sent Samir, I think I sent you a video of him picking up Boston Scott. <laughs> Did you? She's like, it, like you know, six foot eight, three hundred fifty pound Jordan Melata picking up Boston Scott, who's like five foot five, two hundred and ten pounds, just like walking him around like a, a like a pet. I was like, what the fuck? But two things I wrote in us that Eagles camp that are fun. One, Jalen Hurts can be the starter starting for the game on Thursday against uh, Pittsburgh. I will hopefully watch it. I'll find a link somewhere because you know the NFL sucks. Jared, you know I got you. I know you do, buddy. Two, a guy to watch on my team on the Eagles this year. Two guys, Tyree Jackson at tight end. This dude may cause Zach Hurts reps. Six foot seven, faster than Hurts, caught a touchdown during training camp, yammed it so hard on the crossbar, the crossbar was shaking for about an hour. He was a former quarterback at a Buffalo, University of Buffalo. Uh, transition to tight end last year. Got a couple reps, like late season games. The other one, and this is the big one, the guy who was dominating at camp is Quez Watkins, our six round pick from last year. Uh-huh. He had that crazy 360 spin touchdown against the Cardinals last year. He's fun. 
third fastest guy in the draft last year. At least a receiver. I don't know if overall. Four two speed. Four two nine. Four two seven speed or four two eight speed. Dude could fly. And apparently he's mossing dudes at camp and he's outrunning everybody. Like he's smoking Steven Nelson and um Darius. He's he's like getting catching on Darius Slay. Both who are I argue both are top thirty corners in the league right now. Um and he's beating Anthony Harris, who's a top ten safety. I mean, like, I'm not saying like we should like uh, a sleeper pick fantasy. The guy for Galaxy Samir, okay, who's in a dynasty. I guarantee Quez Watkins is available. I think he's. I think someone has him right now. That's crazy. We have deep rosters. That's crazy because like I'm that, starting one of those this year. The dynasty. I, I can. I have. A, I. I can help you. Text me about it. Okay. I, I can help. I'm a little. Me. I'm a little intimidated. I I've have I have a my league has a constitution I can send it to you and it's like the perfect set of rules. Listen, I like year to year. Me and Kevin just completed our Madden franchise. We have the 28 seasons. That's, uh, oh, you finished it? It's done? No, there's two more seasons, but me and Kevin and Pat are just done. Yeah. I won sense. the last championship, by the way. I beat Pat That's by like 40. Congratulations. My defense. Listen, like. Three years in a row of being, sh- like, not great, but, like, being the best player in my conference. And then for the last year, being the only player left in my conference, I was getting really good draft picks, and I loaded my defense up, and uh, Pat couldn't score him in the first half. That's but he, Pat's team got really good, too. So, also, note to self, never play Pat when you're drunk. <coughs> cough, cough, Kevin. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a good time, and uh, we love that league. But um, we got five minutes left before we call in Mr. Kev here. Um, I, I just want to say, I think that uh, I don't know how much room there will be for wide receivers on the Eagles. Because I'm, I'm hearing reports from camp that Ertz and Goddard, are bo- Hertz likes both Ertz and Goddard a lot. So I think that they can run two tight end sets a good bunt, like a really good bit. And I don't know how many targets are going to be. Li- I mean, Smith is going to eat up targets and then who else? I think those are the three guys. And then Sanders can catch in the backfield. Scott can. And I think Kenneth Gamewell t- can, too. So. I don't, don't know who else. Listen, don't Gainwell is going to be nothing but a kick returner this year. The word out of Eagles camp is for my guys down at Li- uh, the Liberty line, everyone else, Gainwell's really under underperformed. Wow. That's he's bummer. fast and he's yeah. playing well, but the problem is, is that he's not as good as Sanders, Scott, even Jordan Howard's playing great apparently, which is hysterical. But yeah, for the Eagles receiver, I can tell you right now it's going to be. Smitty. The Slim Reaper, of course. Uh, Rager, Fulgham, apparently both are playing. Rager's oh, God. Fulgham's <laughs> playing. Fulgham's been balling out. He's good. He's good. I like he's him. Great. Um, He's a great physical receiver. He's basically what we thought Arcega Whiteside was going to be. Uh, Then John Hightower, Quez Watkins, you can't pay enough for speed. Those two dudes can just flat out fly. Um, And then the last one's Greg Ward. He's the best route runner at Eagles camp besides Smitty. He's he's uh, Jalen Hurts' security blanket. So that's it. Um, Arthago Whites is probably going to get cut or traded by end of training camp. Um, the other guys are probably going to get sent down to the practice uh, squad. But uh, with tight ends, they're talking uh, Tyree Jackson, Goddard, and Ertz. Unless Ertz can, they can find a, de- a trade partner for Ertz, and then they'll probably put Richard Rodgers in the squad. And then running backs, they'll probably keep five, only because it's a long season. So Sanders, Gainwell. Howard, uh, Johnson, and Scott. They'll probably pull. 
Jared, let me ask you a question. How much do you want to see Hurts uh, like play in the preseason? Two drives. That just the right. first game or in just general? Just the first game, second game, maybe three. I just want to see him sling the Barack around a little bit. Keep it steady, no bootlegs, just straight dropbacks. Let's see what that arm can do. I saw I saw him throw like a, a 60-yard bomb during practice. I'm like, all right, the guy's got an arm. We're good. The guy can have every throw Carson could hit. Maybe not 70 yards off his back foot. But then again, that throw kind of cost Carson half his season, so um, <laughs> unofficially. But, uh, yeah, we're not worried about it right now. But, uh, all right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll do more camp talk. We got a special guest coming in. We are back. Uh, brought, uh, of course, we are, this amazing podcast is brought to you by the beautiful people over at eatsofficial.com. The best sunglasses around there are as loud and as about a good time as we are. Promo code Corner Booth for 10% off. Now coming in, our first official guest of the season six premiere, host of the tailgate on the quad pod. ACC preview getting taped this week while well, I'll be joining them <clears throat> and host of the co-host of this show for like four fucking seasons. Mr. Kevin back clean shaven looking good. I'm not I haven't shaved since Thursday. I mean, you used to grow facial hair at a pace that like, I mean, Samir's taking up your mustache, man. So you see yeah, we even switched, before man. Thursday, like I had the same amount of facial hair. Maybe it's the shading. I don't know what the hell's going on, but <clears throat> sure. Where's my light? Yeah, Kevin, I need your beautiful ring light. But right now, like he's, he, of course, folks, Kevin is our AJ Hawk. He can't stay away as much as he even wants to. There's the five o'clock shadow. All right. We are going to go on a Modelo powered talk about what, Ke- Kevin. So you texted me earlier and you said, hey, I want to come on for a little bit. I'm like, I got you. And he said, I want to talk about some of these things I heard at camp. So, Kevin, the floor is yours. Ammo up, let it rip. So I want to point out, though, this is not things I heard from multiple people. This was the same group of people behind me. And I have heard walking out of Patriots games, uh, 2019, uh, when the Titans beat the Patriots in Tom Brady's last game, my friend and I were walking out. We heard someone say, I hope the Patriots draft Jake Fromm to be their next starting quarterback. (laughs) This blows that out of the water. Oh, God, I am ecstatic. I want to give you kind of some other things they said that isn't really an opinion thing this isn't the worst but is sony michelle still on the team i don't think he is uh gerard mayo well 56 when he put no 52 yeah definitely 52 gerard mayo wore 51 when he played could not pronounce gunner olszewski's name correctly but said it about 10 times one of the guys couldn't stop talking about his high school playing days when he would wait let someone catch a ball on him wait till they were on the ground and then hit them so they wouldn't want to catch it again. That's what Patriots safeties need to do. They need to oh, of course. hit defenseless receivers because that's what this guy did. Yeah, yeah let's that's go. what this yeah. guy did in high school. Absolutely. But he was probably a badass in high school, just to oh. ask him. The cream of the crop, the, the piece de resistance was I would rather have Cam Newton than Aaron Rodgers He's more exciting. Wow. Huh. And, and we got a winner for best take of training. Was, was it Cam Newton's mom? 
to be fair, more ex- more exciting on press conferences, more exciting um, typing, and more exciting outfits. Better, better dress, yeah, 100%. I was going to defend it this way. He is more exciting. You don't know if he's going to rush for 100 yards, like 70 <laughs> yards at this point, in two touchdowns while throwing – a touchdown and two picks, or if he's just going to throw three picks and rush for five yards. Like, if we're going that know, logic. It's exciting going into the game because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, if you're going that logic, then Jameis Winston's the most exciting player in football. Oh, absolutely electric. Oh, he's been uh, give me Give me Jameis over Aaron then. Kevin, we, you missed it. We when, like The news broke literally is about to go live about Mike Thomas demanding a trade. And we just went on like 10 minutes just talking about like the fuck are they the Saints going to do? Nothing. They can't. They can't. They're just going to be bad. JD thinks that uh, the CJ Henderson, Mike Thomas trade might be a thing right now because uh, apparently uh, Jacksonville's shopping him like crazy. I don't think CJ Henderson will get it done. I think they'd have to give up a lot more. Oh, I know. I'm not saying that's going to be it, but I'm saying the CJ Henderson might be enough bait to take the take the. Oh, loop. I just thought Jacksonville in general. There are rumors that that's a heavy rumor. Uh, I don't know if you guys mentioned him, but maybe a little Minshew mania hits the Big Easy. Oh, oh, oh my interesting. God! A Minshew Henderson. That's another quarterback room. in that room. And they're paying <laughs> Taysom so much. But oh my God, they, the world's most overglorified tight end. Aren't those it, years it, voided though? What is the con? Isn't the Taysom Hill contract like? We can just it, not pay you. It was a Tom, it was a Tom Brady contract because the last couple years in New England, he would sign like a two-year deal or a three-year deal, but the last two years were voidable. So basically, they gave him all this money for four years, but really, it's like a two-year deal. That they can then say, actually, you know what? We're not paying you this. Basically, the last thing the Saints need is another average quarterback in that locker room. <laughs> uh, hot tape. They don't have an average quarterback right now. Yeah, like literally, um, we could the Eagles could trade them Flacco, and that might be an upgrade over James Winston right now. Now Jameis can see. That's right. Yeah. You got LASIK. I don't mind so, Jameis. I don't think he's great. <laughs> he's good. I think I'm him sure. and Gardner Minshew are in the same category of like quarterback, right? Yeah. I yeah, think sure. Gardner, right now, yes, I think Minshew, or not Minshew, uh, Winston has the potential to be better. Oh, yeah. If Higher he can ceiling. stop the turnovers, he's much better. Um, but I think Minshew's a good kind of like backup plan in case James comes out there and throws seven picks week one. Uh, it, maybe it wasn't the guys. Maybe Winston just sucks at quarterback. Kevin, are we back on the pursuit of Jameis hitting the 30-30 club this year? That'd be epic. I don't think he will. Me and Kevin, me, Kevin, and Savannah had a tracker on our, on our show for like the last three weeks of the 2019 season. We were praying it happened. I, I, I can see him hitting the 2020 club, just like his eyesight now. Yeah. But... <laughs> I don't think he's going to throw 30 touchdowns, and I don't think he'll throw 30 picks. I don't – and that's not because he's going to take care of the ball more. I think it's just they're not going to let him throw it as much. And he doesn't have the weapons to, like, really, yeah. like, throw it around the yard. They're going to run it a lot. Gone. Right. Also, uh, prayers up to Cruz. Good buddy Cruz. He's on oh a rough God. day. I'm I was sure sending, I was sending him pictures of Mac Jones at Patriots training camp, and then this news broke. You uh, – I I sent actually sent him a snap yesterday talking about some shit like off camera we're not gonna mention but like we were talking for a little bit but yo I, I that boy just down bad Bama needs to like go like almost like just scorched earth on college football for him to be okay also 
Maybe a Tampa Bay Rays World Series might help too. Speaking of yeah. Cruz, I, I, I speaking of Cruz, I saw um, something that he tweeted today that I do want to. I want Kevin's opinion on also. Do you see the video that the NFL sent out about the new taunting rules? Oh my god, we're going to talk about that in like five minutes. But yeah, we'll talk about this, Kevin. Here, I, I am. God, the NFL is getting soft on me. I'm not about this. What was that? What is that? It wasn't even anything. Like the videos, the example videos they used, it was just throwing like my boy like, Jarvis under the under the bus. He just put the ball down. Yeah. Jarvis yeah, loves taunting penalties. The players don't uh, even care about uh, this. Yeah. I this, this isn't the NFL getting soft though. The NFL has been soft for a while, and I can blame two two people for it. Tony Dungy, and then John Harbaugh. Dungy in the early 2000s complained, oh, the Patriots defensive backs, they're too rough on Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. We need to crack down on defensive pass interference and all that and hitting an event share. Shut the fuck up, Tony Dungy. And then whenever the Patriots get <laughs> to John Harbaugh complained. Okay, so, so apparently, Kevin, I heard the same thing, but the people I heard it from, like it was on a show, it was NFL, an actual NFL source from the Colts. It was I Jim Irsay. It, it was I Jim Irsay. What? I thought it was Peyton who was No, it was Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay raised holy hell about it at the owners' meetings. Because as much as Dungy and Peyton complained, it was Irsay who got the ball rolling. Huh. Well, he's got the power. He does have the power. Power. I mean, look, that dude made Spike. That dude made Deflategate an actual thing. Yeah. (laughs) The Colts and the Ravens can fuck off. You know what's so funny? Ursay was on McAfee like a couple weeks ago. That dude sounds so toasted 24-7, but it was the most hysterical interview I'd ever heard in my life. Because McAfee's just shooting the shit with the guy who used to be his boss, and Ursay's just like, oh, yeah, brother, we're doing good. I'm like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I need an interview like this now. He wants to be a rock. I don't I, I know Jim Ursay is like a big rock star guy. He wants well, to I mean, he's like... not as bad as James Dolan, but, you know. No, but he like he likes you know he collects all the guitars or whatever. That's what Pat yeah, yeah he's got like a stupid like a really huge guitar collection, which is sick. Oh, Kevin, what? You, so, honest opinions of Patriots camp. We'll do our Patriots camp wrap up with you. What do you what did you what did you see today? What did you like? What did you don't like? What scares you? So it it was preseason, no pads or not preseason training camp, no pads. I'm not reading too much into things. Cam still can't throw a ball accurately. I was watching, and they're doing a flat route. And uh, Brian Hoyers was on the money, kind of leading the guy a little bit so he could keep running and try to get a field. Mac Jones, same thing. Cam was, Cam's was across the body and high, like behind the receiver and a little like high. Like up here across. Yeah. So, yeah, high behind, which is on a flat route. That's not where you put the ball ever. That's called getting so, your running back or receiver killed. So that was rough to watch. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski looked good on kick returns, punt returns. Uh, Jake Bailey looked good. Uh, The guy who's rumored to kind of take Nick Folk's job, uh, Quinn Norton, he looked really good in camp. Uh, He was hitting 40-plus yarders, which in today's NFL, that's not a huge flex, but it's nice to see a guy kind of do it consistently, even during training camp. So kicking game looked good. Uh, there are a couple passes that probably should have been intercepted by multiple quarterbacks. Uh, Brian Hoyer threw one that was bad. 
just went through defenders, which is concerning, but hopefully they'll clean it up. But I'm kind of hopeful about the team. They look good. They look reasonably good. Uh, I'm still not sold on Cam Newton as a starting quarterback, especially those idiots behind me. Every time you throw a ball way too high, like, oh, what a bullet. For Cam-. No, he just doesn't know how to throw a fucking football. Former MVP Cam Newton can't throw a football. It's bad. What about Mac Jones? How do you look? He looked good. Uh, it looked like there was a slight injury or something, something minor. He didn't go off the field, but for the second half, they were doing kind of 11 on 11, no pads, but Mac Jones sat out for that. It was Brian Hoy for most of it. Cam stepped in at one point, but Mac was just on the sidelines talking to coaches and stuff the whole time, like taking a knee. So uh, I don't think it's anything to be too concerned about, but it did look either they just didn't want him out there or uh, it's a minor like injury. Look, he wasn't limping or anything, so I don't know what it could have been. Wasn't like holding his arm gingerly or whatever, but something to look into, keep an eye on. All right. Uh, last thing I want to bring up, um, Nikhil Harry. We heard he's been like cooking at camp. How do you look today? So he didn't get the ball really during that 11 on 11, but they're doing a drill where it's kind of like a fade out in the corner. He high pointed the ball very well. And they only had coaches with like foam pylons on them. But he high-pointed the ball very well, seemed to come down with it strongly. I'm actually hopeful for Nikhil Harry. If he sticks around in New England, I'm hopeful if they're going to use him this way. Like, you're a red zone target. Once you're in the red zone, we'll throw you a fade once in a while, see what happens. And I think that was also part of his issue last year. Uh, They didn't trust Cam to throw the ball in the red zone. They drafted Nikhil Harry to be a red zone target. So I think if either Cam's shoulder's better and he can throw fades better, or if Mac Jones comes in or Brian Hoyas come in. I do think Nikhil Harry will look better, or he just needs to change scenery for a team that will use him correctly. You get some uh, sweet, sweet uh, Damian Harris action today? Oh, boy, did I. The shorts were short, my friend. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Quads were out in full force. Oh, uh, that's amazing. RB1 for the New England Patriots was looking strong out there. was looking thick. was a big fan of it. But again, it wasn't no contact, so even Sony Michelle looked good. Yeah. But no, it uh Damon Harris looked good, looked fast, looked to hit the hole well. So. Uh and then do you also see this is my last Patriots question. Uh, the the proposed it was it ESPN, so it's take it with a grain of salt. It's like, come on. But they were doing some like preseason proposed trades and they had straight up Nikhil Harry for Andy Isabella. Which I don't know. <laughs> speed, white guy speed, which Patriots like. I yeah, I wouldn't hate it just because if it is a change of scenery thing that Nikhil Harry needs, I could be okay with it if they tried to get like a third from Arizona in addition to Andy Isabella. Yeah. Uh, nothing higher though, because Nikhil Harry's disappointed. But also, Andy Isabella went to UMass. He's a small white guy, which Patriots like. I could see it work a trade like that working out. I don't think it will happen because I think the Patriots probably go, well, if we can use Nikhil Harry a little better, if our quarterback can hit him in the red zone, we'll get more from him at out of him at the end of the season. We'll get a second round pick. I don't think they'll get a first. I think this was a wasted first round pick. They might get a mid to late second at best for him, but now they're looking at a seventh rounder next year. So he basically has to put up like a, like a near Pro Bowl level season to get that second round, third round pick. Yes, and it's and Andy Isabella has not played super well, and he was was he a third or a fourth 
I believe. He was drafted fourth round, I think. Fourth? Okay. No, then it so, must have been third then. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's look. Set, oh, he was a second round pick. Wow. He also <laughs> hasn't really done much. Uh, 30 receptions, 413 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, those are similar numbers to Nikhil Harry. And the only concern of why this trade wouldn't happen is they already have their big body kind of red zone target who can do a lot more in hop. Oh, right. AJ, yeah, AJ, AJ Green now, another big body guy. So I, I that's why I only hang up. I, I feel like they'd be concerned yeah. about getting too I, many I guys who do the I, same thing. I, I would say this, the Rondell more of it all makes it different because apparently he's been tearing it up at camp and that may be the reason like oh we're willing to move on from andy isabella send him over to new england maybe we can get harry who if aj green goes down can do the same thing in the red zone and they still have christian kirk so it's like i don't know do do the do the cardinals even need to be trading for a wide receiver guys i guess is the question anyways i mean it it would be they might want an insurance policy on AJ Green in case it's the same story we've had the last couple of years. He's can't stay on the field when he's on the field. He's not as good as he once was, which happens when you're injured all the time and old. But yeah. I I think they would prefer to give up something other than Andy Isabella just to keep things fresh in that offense. Kind of have a guy, a speed guy who can play in the slot a bit more. Nikhil Harry is neither of those things. He's not fast, nor can he play in the slot. Fair enough. All righty. Well, we want to thank our boy, Mr. Kev, for coming on today, stopping by, talking to Patriots camp, talking about how the NFL and Tony Dungy and the Colts are the reason why the NFL soft on taunting. Check out the latest episode of the Tailgate on the Quad pod. Currently, right now, the eight, the Big Ten preview is the last one we've released. I'll be, of course, on the ACC preview talking shit about every team not wearing green and orange. I'm just kidding. I'll be semi-fair. Um, Kev, man, thanks for coming by, bro. No problem. Thanks for letting me come on. No problem, bro. We'll uh, talk to you soon, man. All right. See ya. I miss Bye, you guys. Bye, Kevin. Miss you, too. We're, we're going to take a bit quick commercial break. We'll be back in about, uh, I don't know, whatever. And we are back. Super big shout out to my boy, Mr. Kev, for coming through of uh, the Tailgate and the Quad podcast. We're talking about Patriots talk. We're back around the league, though, because we're just going to keep moving, man. Seriously. Um, talk Baltimore Ravens. Seriously. I, I want to talk about Rashad Bateman because it's a minor groin injury. He was hurt today. They're saying it's a couple weeks, but it won't be like a long amount of time. Maybe I'm thinking week one he might miss. I don't think it's a big issue for Baltimore. I think he's still a guy, you, Samir, you might want to draft in the earlier rounds of Madden as like a sleeper, like a sixth, seventh round. But everything out of Ravens camp is they're, they're a solid team. The only thing they've heard out of, out of camp this year is that, oh, Marlon, um, Rashad Bateman's good. Ravens camp's been even quieter than the Eagles camp this year. Yeah, nothing. I, I heard nothing, but I, I it is a little concerning. I do think like, missing a couple weeks for Bateman, especially just like getting rapport with a guy like Lamar, who is probably getting used to hurling it downfield to a big target like that. Like he does, 
he, he's never really done that in his NFL career. So probably missing like time to build that chemistry is a little concerning, but it's not something that you can fix within, you know, a couple weeks after the injury. Um, but I do think it's, I, it's a bummer, but I do think Bateman is still the wide receiver on that team and he will be good. I think, I think you can see, you might, we might see Mark Andrews fall off a little bit this year because of how much Lamar Jack is going to like Rashad Bateman. I think it's concerning. It's not even just the the chemistry stuff that Samir's talking about. Bateman has had injury problems his entire career at Minnesota, uh, like lagging injuries um, that have kind of kept him out. And I just don't want to see that transfer. Well, I'm a Browns fan. I don't root for injuries, but I, you don't want to see that transfer over to the NFL at all. Um, but it's concerning in the fact that, like, I just hope this isn't a, you know, a constant in his career because it kind of was at Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, anything else on Ravens before we move on? Uh, no. I uh, interest. I will be interested to see moving forward. Uh, J.K. Dobbins and his uh role in the like in the passing game, and I wonder if if he can take the next step and become like a star. Right. He's saying he, you know, he's said in interviews he has a goal to become like a McCaffrey Camara type of guy. But will they be passing the ball enough and will they be passing the ball enough to him for that yeah, to happen? The Gus Edward news scares me as anybody who had drafted J.K. Dobbins, because I think Dobbins is arguably one like he got overlooked, I think, because of Jonathan Taylor as being a freak last year. But yeah. Yeah. He I, just didn't get the snaps. He yeah, didn't compete I, he with the Jonathan he, Taylor. He was still great. Um, at the beginning of the season, he didn't get the snaps. Yeah, I mean the same thing happened with Sanders in 2019. It happened. Right. A team right. drafts a team drafts great running back. They have a guy who's there who's good who's not who's like taking him snaps. By the end of the year, he takes over. Like that's right. Jordan, Jordan Howard didn't have a career basically. He his career is in like limbo because basically Miles Sanders in the Buffalo game in 2019 beat him out. Do it for 110 yards. And everyone's like, oh, this Sanders kid can play. We don't need Jordan Howard anymore because Howard can't catch the ball, but Sanders can. At least he can. I, ju- I just hate seeing him in the Bengals uniform. Or not I, Bengals, I, sorry, I, uh, Ravens uniform. Uh, I, buddy, I it's one of those. It's one of those because he's not just like, uh, it happens, man. Your, your college team guys go to a place you don't like. But I just love J.K. Dobbins so much. And I still want to see him succeed because I do like J.K. He's a good I guy. became a fan of him watching him rip off two straight touchdowns against Clemson. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. That, I was like, I'm like, okay. Fun JK Dobbins fact too, is he lived right next door to me my sophomore year. And I walked, oh, like, wow. right, I walked like right next to him to class every day. So was he that's awesome. It, it, nah, I, I didn't really like talk to him. It, I, we didn't have the same class. Um, he lived in like the, cause he was a, he's a year younger than me, I believe, which is crazy to think, but he lived in like the athlete dorms. That were oh, like were better than the apartment I lived in next door to the athlete dorms. Okay, I mean, so, I would have been like, yo, JK, what up, man? How you doing? Like, I, I know, I yeah, there was he was cool. He did that, like he was uh, cool to anyone who was like that. Um, I will say this: as a freshman, the kid was 18. He is a bowling ball, man. Like he is huge. Yeah. He'd wear a full-on sweatsuit in the in the winter, and you could see like his muscles through it. Dude was a bowling ball. He runs like it too. All right. Um, JD, we'll go to your two teams next. Cleveland Browns been real fucking quiet this year. 
in a good way yeah for sure i think they've kind of settled in after last year um i think the expectations are kind of the same as they were last year how we how we feeling about odell this year we feeling like Uh, a mixture yeah i do um he is just started back in like the team drills and stuff in camp uh he didn't compete in the their their scrimmage i think which was yesterday or two days ago uh but he's back doing drills i'm excited for odell this year i think he's exactly what the browns need in the fact that they're run first team they got the play action they got the tight ends they got the possession receiver now they got the big play guy over the top and i'm hoping that can be odell this year um and i don't think baker will force it to him nearly as much as he did kind of early but i also don't like the narrative like they were better without him because if you look at the schedule shift after odell goes out it they had a cake easy well, schedule also, that they kind of ran through. Man, they basically punched the cowboys in the throat for like three- right which right. is, and that, I will always thank Odell for that because that made yeah, that was my, fantastic. That made oh, my was so good. Day. My Eagles just got their ass kicked, and I was like, right. "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Thank you. Right, that was one of the most fun games of the year, honestly. Oh that was god. a really I, good I regular watched, season. I watched every second of that one. That All was right. so much fun. As a, as a Giants Browns fan, watching the Browns oh, yeah. kick the shit out of the Giants, or sorry, Browns kick the shit out of the uh, Cowboys was one of the. It made me feel warm. Like. Yep. Literally, I I wanted to root for Odell so hard, and the fact that like reportedly in the in the what was a fourteen draft came out, apparently Kelly was trying to trade up for him like a thousand times, and nobody would get let him get up to get Odell, and then the Giants took him, obviously, and it sucked because I loved Odell, I, I loved his character, I I mean I loved the kind of like the dude as much as he was showy, was like kind of like the rumor was he was like a really good dude, and so like now that he's in Cleveland. I actually can root for him, and I really want to see him succeed out there. So yeah, me too. Speaking of that, those, what's the what's the timetable on Odell? Is it week one or no? Because that because the season was mid or the injury was mid season, right? So it, uh, it was like week four or five. Okay. Um, so I, I think I, what I what I've heard is they think he'll play week one. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Cool. Might be a little limited. We'll see. Yeah. But I mean, the the big talk though is that everyone's everyone's asking Baker about. Um, his money and Baker just basically refuses to his whole and every interview I've heard about his contract extension, obviously with Josh Allen, there's a little bit of pressure. Um, he's just like, I, that's literally between my agents in the front office. And he goes, I don't even like care or like have talked about it. Like they've talked about it and they keep me updated. But so I like his mentality that way too. He's Agreed. like, look, if yeah. I go out there and play hard and I deserve it and I earn it, like, we'll see this year. Like, he's not talking about his money at all. Like, he refuses to talk about it, which, which I like is, that. Which is kind of – I really admire that about Baker. As much as yeah. Baker yeah. could get headaches, and I'm, this is, like, very respectful of him. All right. Um, The other team you root for, and, of course, our mustache friend over here to the other side of you roots for, good God, Jesus, you're Giants, Samir and JD. Y'all can't stand the fucking news, man. And yeah. listen, I, I get it, like – we're talking yeah. quiet off seasons. Let's talk the Giants. Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's get the popcorn <laughs> ready. But here's the thing: is like, I listen. I understand that you're you're staying loyal. You think let's see how Joe Judge does in the second season. I was talking to a Giants fan today. He comes up to me and goes, "Hey, listen. So, what do you think about my Giants?" I'm like, "Do you want my honest to God opinion? You want like the opinion that everyone's gonna give you?" He goes, "The honest to God." I'm like, "This is not Eagles bias aside. I don't know what the. I'm just like, I'm like looking at this, the fuck is going on. As an Eagles fan, I'm laughing." Because it's like, you know, we're always the ones with a fucking annoying offseason. We got a player doing this, or we got a coach doing that, or we got a contract dispute with the GM. 
This year, our offense is quiet. The Cowboys have been fucking quiet, which is hysterical. Hard knocks tonight, though. I know. I'm uh, buying HBO Max, I think, on Friday, so I'm, I'm hype. What time is that, 9 or 10? I don't know. Oh, okay. I always just watch Sorry. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed you'd have the answer, Samir. I don't know why. <laughs> wait, wait, can you get an HBO, Ma- HBO um, add-on through um, YouTube TV? I don't have YouTube TV. I, I have answer. to figure that out. That'd be dope. Um, yeah, I want to watch that shit cause just because I want to see the train wreck as the Cowboys unfold. Um, but it's but ten. It, it's ten. Yeah. I, my biggest thing with the Giants right now is just the former players coming after Joe Judge. I mean, I get it's a new school of thought, and I'm not gonna go into a Joe Judge ripping session because honestly, I'm not a fan of the Giants. Obvious for obvious reasons. I'm just an observer. I am a person who comments on football, watches tape. The three things that scare me aren't even involved Joe Judge. It's the biggest the biggest scare to me is Kenny Galladay. And I want to see if Dory Jackson can actually play. Because yeah. if you were gonna tell me two guys who smell like bad for agency signings, it's those two. It's not even because they're not talented players, it's because something just fell off. Whether it's Galladay's injury or Dory Jackson's inability to do certain things as a corner. I'm not saying they're going to be bust. I'm saying that it, if there was a chance as, an, as a fan of a rival team and as a sports writer and a sports commentator, those two guys smell like guys that would wait around to watch to see if the chaos ensues. I was kind of on that. Like when they signed, I, I was excited about Galladay or, for sure. But uh, Dory oh, Jackson to me was kind of like, ooh, like that, that seems like a lot. Too- a lot of money to spend on a guy like that. I mean, I, I when I got the news about it, it wasn't like a yes. It was like a really that like that. That was my yeah. initial reaction there. But it, the way I look at it, and I don't know how Samir feels about this, but it's a win-win because if they're both bust, then can we please, please, for the love of God, fire Dave Gettleman. I cannot stand that man. Yeah, exactly. I cannot stand that man. So if it goes down the toilet, I, I feel bad for Joe or uh, Judge because. I do think he's a decent coach, um, and I think this will make his leash, you know, shorter. Um, but I wonder, maybe this is a question for you guys: who who outlasts each other, Gettleman or Judge, in that situation? Oh, I would say Judge. 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 I judge. would say Judge. I judge. Absolutely. I think Judge has enough support as a good because me too guy to do it. I think Gettleman has had a reputation of just making dumb moves entirely. He's career. an idiot. I don't like. I don't understand how he's still here. No, me neither. How did he get another head coach? How did he get to hire another head football coach? And I like him, who he hired, but like, how did he get that? Let's look at like some of the other trouble GMs. Like, even we'll go to my boy Roseman, who has a hor- who had a horrible 2020. He still also like pulled 2017 out of his ass after t- a year and a half after basically getting shunned by Chip Kelly. Dude comes back and makes a Super Bowl roster in one year, but like. With Gettleman, his history goes back to like the Josh Norman Carolina days of not paying D D backs and not letting guys go. Gettleman's never really had a good reputation at all as even as a GM. So when you guys hired him, I'm sitting there like, I like this. Uh, as an Eagles fan, I like this. And then the Mara family's too loyal too. Like they they that, keep guys for way too long. That with fucking Eli. Right. They 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 yeah. keep guys for way too long. So yeah, uh, Gettleman's I, no. Different. Sorry. Any other trading camp everyone's want to talk about before we move on? 
Uh, well, Saquon been activated. Yeah, Saquon. So, okay, I so mean, that's a- the other thing I want to talk about Saquon is like, has there any been talk about paying him? No, <laughs> not really. Uh, I want to talk about somebody who like who has so much potential but has been fucked by injuries during his first rookie contract. Yeah, so when, I think when's that up. It's this year. This year. So after this year, he'll be. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. But I think we can't talk money until he gets back on the field. You know, right? It's, he he. Like, we don't know what we're getting right now, so how are we supposed to talk extension? I think we start talking extension towards week seven or something. Okay. So if, if he's, if he's tearing start, it up mid-season, yeah. I think that he might Because I don't think he'll be fully table. eased in until – it's probably going to be a month till we get actual Saquon back. Well, the thing is you also picked up a guy like Corey Clement who can do a lot of the things Saquon did. Man, yeah. I was explosive, yeah. but he can eat up yards. He can get catches, you know, everything else. My biggest thing is I got I, I had a Giants fan come up to me yesterday and say, hey, listen, I just made a bet with my buddy who's an Eagles fan. I'm like, he he was like, oh, I'm putting money on Sanders having a better season than Saquon. I'm like, the only reason it's a safe bet for the guy with Sanders is that Sanders has a system that basically keeps him alive. Top 10 of the line, quarterback likes to run, a lot of back good backups. Was it total yards or was it rushing? It yards? was just total yards, touchdowns. It was like winning at like out of the five major stats for a running back, getting like three out of five. Oh, okay. And also healthy mean playing and stuff. I like Sanders in that too, only because I real I want Saquon to succeed so bad. But I said this when when I watched Sanders the first time. I said in my butt the same the guy who literally made our intro track for the show, my best friend, who is a diehard Giants fan, he's a. I said to him, "Listen, the only thing holding Saquon back is who drafted him. It's not because the Giants aren't a good organization. They are so hung up on the Eli Glory days that they are clinging and still reeling from the Odell Boat incident, which basically derailed that entire franchise for five years." Yeah. <laughs> Which makes no sense because it was such a minor incident. Yeah, they lost the Packers. That Packers team was fucking stacked. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. I didn't think we had a chance going in. The, that Packers team lost to the team that should have won the Super Bowl, the Atlanta Falcons. That Falcons team was fucking loaded too. Just like, you know, that Falcons team couldn't coach their way out of a paper bag. I just think that at the time we had no personality. Uh, uh, at, like... It, it, within our coaching staff or with like the culture of the giants was nothing. It was Ben Mack. So, like, so cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. It, like that's why I think like that said to be like, Oh my God, the giants are having fun. What? Right. The giants can have fun and then they're going right. to lose. What, what are we going to do? And now I think like, I think if the giants did that right now, Joe judge wouldn't care. Like maybe he would. I don't know. I, I feel like Joe judge would care. I don't, I don't know. know. It's hard to tell. I don't know. But that, that whole picture, I this whole perspective. The veterans, the like the old guys talking about Joe Judge scares me. Yeah, I don't and love listen, that. Listen, I'm all for coaches being macho. Like the first thing I heard about training camp, I think it was like last week was the first headline from like all the fucking alarm birds in the Eagles fucking training camp Twitter. Was oh Jalen Rager cussed out by Nick Sirianni? What does he do the next day? He mosses Darius Slay on a one-handed grab. I'm like, because it works. And Sirianni doesn't make guys run sprints and do push-ups because this isn't fucking Pop Warner. 
and he's not Nick Saban or Bill Belichick. I know we argue about egos and stuff. Belichick has the ego. This is we talked about this with Brian Flores. Flores in his approach in Miami has been like, listen, I'm Brian Flores. I'm not going to act like I'm Bill Belichick. I might take some of his things, but I'm still Brian Flores. Where Matt Patricia struggled was Matt Patricia tried to act like he was like the second coming of Belichick. And guys like Darius Slay is like, you haven't done shit. We're pro bowlers. Like, yeah, we're on a losing team, but that's because our old head coach is shit. But also, like, you know, you look at Joe Judge. Yes, Judge had a good team last year. It actually was one one Doug Peterson FU to the Giants faithful from making the playoffs. Hysterical as it is. Thank you, Doug. Um, I look at it from the simple standpoint is, congratulations, you have a good defense. James Bradbury was the home run hit of free agency. That man was a 500-foot walk-off Grand Slam jack. Because Bradbury had a great season in Carolina, but I'm sitting there like, okay, this Bradbury kid's going to be a good number two corner. We have number number one. Bradbury steps up and is elite. I really think Bradbury is one of the top five best corners in the league, maybe top ten, max. So here's my thing. Is the pass rush going to repeat? Or are you going to have such an easy schedule like you did last year? Because I think you guys are ranked, what, 15th this year or 16th? In yeah, middle of the pack. Yeah. Middle of the pack. Um, Daniel Jones is all the I weapons. I think 17. I think it's 17. Daniel Jones has all these weapons. Saquon's healthy-ish. I know the offensive line's not great, but I, I'm not, I hate bringing up this analogy, but I will always laugh at this when somebody's like, oh, our old line was great. I'm like, I will always bring up the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles because that team had no business making the playoffs. They had basically you, us three and Greg Ward as receivers and Kevin Cruz and our boss Mike Brown as offensive linemen, and they still made the damn playoffs. Their most deadly player down the stretch was Boston fucking Scott. We're the eighth easiest schedule. So that helps. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. So I'm, I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not, def- I'm, listen, Daniel Jones, I'm giving you this last chance. I had a Duke professor come after me on Twitter because I shit on the edge <laughs> you guys drafted him. And this dude waited a year to tweet me back, say, look at his numbers. I'm like, he's still shit. What do you want me to tell you? I wouldn't spend yeah. a six round pick on this guy. But, He's what you're stuck with. So make the best of it. So Dan Jones, this is your last this is your last year, man. Let's with all the with all the stuff, like there's a lot of obviously loud preseason here, but like I just think that their roster top to bottom, great pretty damn good to great defense. And then they improved offense where they needed to improve. Yeah, I guess it's the Daniel Jones put up or shut up. But like I I just think on paper, like they they're one of the better teams in the division. This division is gonna be so fucking odd. It's it's really weird. Like it I honestly is. don't know. You could I mean, like you could tell me who wins right now at like knowing from the future and coming back, and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. And if you said any of the names, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I listen. I will like we're going to la- I'll kick off my last call talking about this. But well, can I, I defend the Giants just for all right? Well, please do, Smear. Just here, a few moments. Yeah. I I do want to bring up that you know. The, we were talking about the Joe Judge and the in the ex players, you know. I do think that still it, it's kind of noise to me, uh, in that um, like the the team itself and like the like 
they're all still bought into it. If the team itself wasn't buying into like there are quotes saying Sterling Shepard saying, if you don't like it, you're welcome to leave. Logan Ryan said, I'll run a run through a wall for that man. Daniel Jones saying he's a great leader. Like the right. team is still at its core buying. No one important has said anything about it. Yeah. And 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 then after like what the, these guys said, uh, Phil Sims just went and defended him. And Phil Sims, who's been visiting training camp because Joe Judge said he wants guys from the old. He's like he's encouraging, you know, older Giants to talk to the new Giants. And, uh, you know, if everyone around the Giants is into it, then who cares what these guys are saying on Twitter? Uh, that's what I have to say about the Joe Judge thing. And then to defend a Dory Jackson, I think, yes, we gave him a lot of money. But with the makeup of our secondary, it's not like we're hinging on him being great. I think we can work around his inabilities. Uh-huh. Because you have Xavier McKinney in his, in his second year, who can play corner. He's going to be playing safety, but he can also play corner. Uh, Isaac Yadam, who's showed flashes, like I mean, obviously he's not going to be a starter. Like Julian Love, like uh, Darnay Holmes, even Sam Beal, who opted out last year, who could be good. I really don't know. Don't 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 uh, write in stone me saying Sam Beal will be good. But I do think that the secondary is deep enough and versatile enough to cover up for what a George action can't do. And we can emphasize what he can do. Those are my two defenses. And also I, I do think the one thing I'm concerned about the giants is the offensive line, especially interior interior, not interior. I'm not a baby. I don't talk like a baby. Okay. But <laughs> I do think Andrew Thomas was making huge strides. He was hurt all year and he made huge strides toward the end of the year. So I think we can rely on Andrew Thomas to be like, uh, one of the better pieces of our offensive line as well. All right. That was our around the league NFL talk. Well, um, Samir is of course off next week because it is the mustache boogers birthday. Yeah, baby. So uh, me and JD will be back. Me, we'll have a guest with us. We're not sure yet. We'll kind of figure it out as we go. But um, uh, when Samir is back, we will do our NFL preview. That's records. MVP award predictions. We'll get right into it. Last last year, me and Kevin. That's gonna be fun. Oh my god, it went two hours, but we were having a blast doing That's it. Gonna That's gonna be a bunch of fun. So your homework, gentlemen, you have two weeks. Predict your NFL records. Predict your division winners, wild cards, MVPs, quarterbacks, Alex Smith Award winners. Yes, that means comeback rookie, the comeback player of the year. I refuse to call anything else but the Alex Smith Award. Defensive rookie of the year is whatever. We'll report back on my second day of work and my new job. I may be doing it from the road. I may We may be recording this episode at 10 o'clock at night when I get home from Saratoga Springs. We'll record it. It's going to happen. So there you go. I'll take a sounds nap. Like a big old, sounds like a big old Texas size 10-4, buddy. Oh, yeah. Me and JD will kind of do our college football preview next week while Samir's out because Samir's college football. Samir is still a college football free Talking my language. Yes, I mean, I'm gonna. Oh, and hey, we'll add it on to our NFL preview. It'll be um, my recruitment day. That is the day I will choose oh, my college football team. If you choose oh, Alabama, I got actually fired. I hope you realize that. Yeah, that's no fun. There's already way too many Alabama yeah, see, people. Yeah, see, yeah, Kevin really. That's what I'm saying. And it's just like, I, I feels like belly up is ridden with Alabama. And oh, I think so much SEC. Yeah. Listen, I feel like a lone dog out here with the fucking ACC fandom. That's fair. I really am tempted to join you, Jared, in my because Miami's fun. They have cool colors. They have great Samara, uniforms. Samara, to I, before JD says anything, all I'm going to ask is go watch the two you part the you documentaries. Just watch them. Stop. Okay, okay so there's two points you want to stop at. Don't watch the you part two after um when they, they lose to Ohio State. 
they they get robbed <laughs> on a bullshit call against Ohio State. <laughs> After that, nobody fucking cares. And then go watch the highlights of us kicking the living fuck at Notre Dame on national television. Just go watch those highlights. That I can get behind. And I don't like that. Game, why I love that game so much is because Notre Dame talks so much shit about us the entire week. They're, the amount of billboard material. What year? Started, 2017. They walked into our house and we stomped them. And they haven't played us since. They refused to. And it's hilarious. Yeah, you, uh, my, my pitches don't watch a documentary. I just watch like any relevant football in the last 15 years. And it's a clear choice. But then you're that nutsack who says the Ohio State University. Well, sure. I gra- I, I'm, I can do it now because I graduated well, from okay, there. So listen, I can, I can do it now. You better ask because you fucking went there. Right. I was too poor to go to Miami. Hmm. It's I, in state. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, that listen, makes, I might go for my master's there. We don't know. Like, I may have to get my MBA to help help Mike run this company. So I already know where I'm going if I need to get my MBA online because Miami's uh, online business school, very good. That's yeah, how, how could you focus? Oh, online, you said. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, listen, that. I might move to Miami anyway. Who gives a fuck? All right. <laughs> Man, I'm for sure coming to visit. Oh, let's give that smooth jazz. It's time for a little last call. First one of the season. All right. Speaking of Miami, well, first off, hold on. All right, we'll do Miami first. Quick off, shout out to De'Ara King, my dude. Sixth year of college football this year. He's what? apparently throwing the ball. He's moving around. He's doing drills. He's apparently going to play against Alabama, or it's looking optimistic, which is, is terrifying and awesome at the same time. Because underdog fever, baby. So, J.D., I know Samir's rooting for me, uh, rooting for Miami against uh, Alabama. Are you, do I have your uh, vote as well? A thousand percent. Hell yeah! A thousand percent, yes. Because listen, it's not even close. This is I, gonna be like some like Rocky Balboa against Drago kind of shit. I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't think he will do it, but I'm rooting for it to happen. <laughs> okay, so the only thing in the back of my head, and we'll only say one thing before I talk about Dear King's NAL deal with the Florida Panthers, is that. It, Alabama just came off the most historic butt whooping of all time. They lost a lot of guys to the draft. Miami lost two guys. One didn't even play, and one. I like play. Miami this year. I do too. I, I think like Miami, I think is gonna be pretty. Miami good. might be a, like I, everyone's like Jared. Miami's not gonna be a college football playoff. I'm like, yeah. Uh, there, they might have one game to decide it, which is yeah, what you want. May, it may come down to a. Um, oh, so we got Jose Borregales, who now is a kicker for the Buccaneers. Um, his little brother, the other tattooed monster kicker we have, is now our is our first five star recruit in five years. Do you play Clemson in the regular season? No, we play only playoffs. Oh, perfect. You can our afford only, to even... our only okay. Our schedule, our only tough games are North Carolina on Halloween ish, which we always play good on Halloween, or we play good around Halloween. And then some party atmosphere, party atmosphere. And then also we play, we open the season in Alabama. Besides that, our schedule is. Very- you can afford to lose to Alabama in a competitive game, I think. And if you beat Clemson, you might need some stuff I, to throw your way. But listen, I am okay with us losing to Clemson and not making the ace and, and losing to uh, us losing to Clemson, losing to Alabama by like a couple of field goals each. If we disrespect shit down their throat beat the snot out of those scumbags in Chapel Hill. I want Sam Howell on his back every day. Not a legal I'm for kick, that. 
legal. I'm a little, little North Carolina's a little too big on their britches I all of a sudden. North Carolina to suffer because they ramped the score on us last year. They were talking smack the entire time like we did something to them. They were all the used dead. I'm like, just just watch. Manny's got oh, this is our best defense we've had in years. I'm amped. Miami's one of those schools though, even when they're not their best, they always have a target on their back. I know, which is everyone gives us a Texas label, which is bullshit because we don't yell we're back. The media yells we're back. The media does. We don't ever say it. The, the Rose Bowl year, I've, I heard it quite a bit. The U is back. And it, maybe it's a media thing. You're right. I guess, I don't know. I don't know a ton of Miami well, fans. So I guess my vision of it is... Who in the fucking country. Right. That year, honestly, the problem was our quarterback. If we had anybody else besides Malik Rozier under center, we probably would have actually beaten Clemson. Um, that kid was that kid should never be allowed to walk on a football field ever again. All right. <laughs> Quick update, Derek King, who's been killing it in the NIL deals this year under this new NCAA rules, signs a historic deal with the Florida Panthers of the NHL, being the first FLA athlete will design his own clothing line, will appear at games. I love this for Derek King. He's one of the good guys at college football. He's a great leader for this team. Shout out to Derek for killing it right now. Everyone talks about Blake Sim. I mean, um, who's the fucking quarterback for... um? Um, uh, Alabama, the new kid, he's been just sweeping up the cash, but... Oh, yeah. Um, shit. It's such a generic name, too. Not, not knocking him for it, but I've heard his name, like, just, like, eight different athletes. Have Bryce had. Young. Bryce Young, yeah. Bryce Young. Oh, yeah, they said it was, like, the yeah. triple figures, right? They're, they're, they're talking, like, they're, like no, they're already at nine. He's already at, like, eight figures, seven, high eight, That's seven. Incredible. Well, I'm sorry, sorry. I meant, like, uh... Whatever, like uh, Quinn Ewers left high school to go make freaking bang. Yeah, I know it's crazy. All right, but all right. So everyone wanted to know. JD said you can make a case for every team winning the any um NFC East this year. This is on me saying this quick, and then we'll get out of here. All right, we'll do New York Giants. Elite defense, a lot of weapons, hungry team, elite running back when he's healthy. Dallas Cowboys. Arguably the best passing game in the NFC besides Tampa. And I, I'd argue Green Bay too, but they need, if Devonta, if if they just got Devonta, they don't get any help. It might not be that great. Elite elite passing. If Zeke is healthy, that team is nasty. Healthy O line. Doesn't matter if they have they have to play um Ben don't break defense. That team can win that division. I'm not saying they're gonna win a Super Bowl, but they can definitely win that division. The Washington football team, arguably the greatest pass rush I've ever seen in my life. Athletic linebackers, underrated secondary, and Fitzmagic can win a game with that weapon, with those weapons. And Antonio Gibson is very underrated. And last but not least, my beloved Eagles, Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni are on our like thick, our thickest thieves. A young, underrated, and athletic receiving core, arguably the most disrespected running back in football in Miles Sanders, and a defense with a great D line. And a lot of hungry veterans who are healthy and under prove it deals. Prove it deals mean a lot of big stats usually. So there you go. Also, um, they're probably the most stable organization in that conference. Also, probably the only time you'll hear Jared say nice things about every team in the NFC East all year. Yeah, probably. And, and, and I'm probably going to clip the Giants part and make it your ringtone. So every time you call me, I can just hear you talking good about the Giants. I'm only going to clip 
I'm going to use that for other purposes. Yeah, no. It's going to help me sleep at night. Okay, so Samir, if you use that as our clip for this week, I actually will shoot you. No, I'm not. No. You're too nice. You you need a a clip of uh, Jared being mean to me. Felt wrong. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. Kind of gross. Just wait until we start ripping off the fastest two minutes in sports again. Oh, wait, you oh. were there. You were you started no. in January, so you never. Oh, you guys do that. December. Oh, I'm into that. I like that. Oh my God, we 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 kind of we we take what? a little. Uh, we basically will set a timer and we will rip off all a summary of every game and then we'll talk the six pack, which is when we pick six games plus like a bonus. You guys will love this game. It's fun. Oh, I'm excited. I do football. You know, Kevin. We're right, right there. Oh, oh we're right, right there. there. <laughs> Kevin oh, still owes me a t-shirt from last year. I won by like nine games and he still hasn't paid me. It's okay. I'll let him slide this time. But all right. That about wraps it up today for the Corner Booth Pod. This was, of course, the season premiere of the season six. Um, shout out to our boy Kev from Tailgate in the Quad Pod for stopping by, talking about little Patriots and uh, just NFL camp in general. Very football heavy episode. Quick note, uh, Messi inked a... $104 million. To PSG. That's PSG, my squad. Paris St. Germain. So there you go. A little soccer news for you to get yourself going. But Oh, can I throw out something soccer. funny? A little funny thing that happened today. Dennis Schroeder dropping the bag. Like oh no other. Oh, my God. $84 he just agreed to, the, he agreed to the deal with the Celtics just now. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. So one year, $5.9 million. Okay, Dennis Schroeder officially gets our first moron of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for uh, the corner booth. I'm Jared. Them, those the knuckle- and the, those are the Knucklehead Brigade of Samir and JD. We'll be back next week. JD, oh, me and JD will. Samir's uh, going to enjoy his I'll party. be here. We'll be rocking and rolling, baby. Of course you will. All those spread cranberries. If you see S- Samir at the bars, buy him a drink. <laughs> I mean, you really can't because he's only 20. Oh, never mind. Um, buy him a drink to take home. I don't know. Just say hi to him. Give him a hug. I don't know. Give him a hug. Yeah, there you go. Give him your number. Mm, yes, absolutely. There you go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out. See you next week. See ya. Hey, guys. Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network. What's up, guys? It's Jared from The Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh, boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate made right here in the U.S. of A. Go to Ballsy.com. Use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals. Ballsy is an official sponsor of The Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports.